computer. And here we are. Hey. I'm Phil here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm Phil near Glastonbury in England. Glastonbury? Oh my God. <laughs> Phil and Phil yeah, show live from Glastonbury, England. Oh my God. We were just talking about that last week. That's so exciting. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm here. I, uh, you know, because all that COVID nonsense, I temporarily maybe. Maybe not, maybe really did not, maybe got involved with. And um, my buddy said, Phil, come down here and let's do some protocols. So a great big thanks and loads of love for Pete because um, we've been doing, we've been sauntering every day, cold showering, and he's got a freezer and it's got like four inches of ice on the freezer. So we've been dip dipping in and out of the freezer. Oh my God, I'm jealous. So just before the show, Phil. Mm -hmm. I, that, that's why I said can give me an hour. I went and saunaed, cold showered, sauna, cold shower, sauna, cold shower, ice bath, sauna, cold shower. Oh my God, that's the best ever. So I could be back. We, we've had a lot of, you know, spending um, Halloween in Glastonbury, right? Well, not, we're not in Glastonbury, we're near Glastonbury. But the energies, we're, we're right on the edge of the St. Mary Michael ley line that goes right around the world. It's one of the major lines. So, you know, when the veils are really thin, it's like, energetically, man, it's so hectic. So, um, yeah, last night we had, we had a really good chats exploring and sharing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then and today <clears throat> we were in quite deep into emotional and triggery traumas with with uh, people. So I said, I said right, I'm going to just... Let, let's just let's just get in a sauna and and Pete's like yeah man but if you want to be really present you've got to do the ice bath and I was like all right so tell me about that why what does that do well Pete's your man really tell me what that does so um so, so my understanding is it just it, it just it makes us well not so much my understanding my experience is between the shower the sauna sorry between the sauna and the ice bath, it just makes you present. Or it's made me present, you know. Well, we were off. Ice bath, kind of hot, cold, no, no, I read it, and then I... Hey! Did I... There he is. I muted him. Should I not mute him? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's bring Pete up. Pete, are you there to come on? Okay. Do we want to get video? Yeah, let's bring him on. Now we've started. Now trouble started. Now trouble started. Pete's in the middle of making dinner, so you'd have to let everyone else have to go hungry for a minute. Yo, Petey, come on. I asked you him. We've <laughs> not got him. Uh, I think he's busy. I think he's got. He, he was stuck into making uh, cake. And I think he was uh, talking to somebody else. I don't think he was talking to us. So no, that's cool. Anyway, so. What I think it does is it creates circulation. You got hot, cold. It's that old age-old hydrotherapy. Hang on a minute, Phil. Just a sec. Yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pete just put his head in and said, "Yep, absolutely correct." Yeah. So Pete. Yeah. So Pete's um, he's got he's in the middle of something. So um, he was just listening 
he was he was just he had half an ear on us and then we're like yeah come and jump in so he just came to the door and said actually Phil I'm in the middle of stuff <laughs> so yeah um absolutely Phil it opens up the capillaries and actually gets blood flow where maybe we've never had blood flow where we haven't had it for years um it's, it's more it's more stimulating the lymphatic the blood flow everything in the body so it definitely brought me um a reset and brought me back in my body definitely So it's, you know, it's for me to want to be present when there's a lot going on. Um, sorry, yeah, I just got a message through from somebody. Um, <clears throat> it's funny, I mean, I it's, uh, when I go on vacation or something, that's the kind of things I want to do. I want to yeah, drink absolutely. cold water. I want to put my feet on the earth. It's like that. That's like my idea of vacation. It's kind of funny. It's like I want to do therapies like that. I want to jump in a sauna. I want to jump in the, the water, in the ocean, in the in the lake, in a stream. You know. Oh well, yeah, I totally get that. For you know, if I, if I go to Turkey, I haven't been to Turkey many times, but when I go to Turkey, one of the first places I do is go to the um, the Turkish baths. And in there, you and in there you get the hot shower. <clears throat> The cold water, uh, they slap, chuck you on a slab. Have you, have you ever been in one, Phil, Turkish bar? Uh, I, no, but I, but I spent six months in Sweden. And I remember this, there was like a bathhouse I went to. It was pretty cool in Stockholm. And everybody had saunas, like dry saunas. Everybody had them, you know. Yeah, so in, in Turkey, they actually put you on this great big marble slab. And then they cover you in this special uh, Turkish bath soap, and then when they and that's kind of a massage in itself. Mm -hmm. And then they get this hand scrubber that goes over that goes over their hand, and then they scrub your whole body and they get all the dirt. It's, it's unbelievable. With salt? Did they do it with salt? Or? Um, sometimes they do it with. We had a coffee. Uh, did they do a? We had a complimentary thing. I think it was a coffee and something body rub, and they and they after they've after they've washed you all off and given you a bath, then you can have then you can have the salt or the coffee granules. That's what we had. Wow, interesting. So yeah, you get a scrub to get you clean, and then you then you. I think that's what it was. I'd have to ask Kate to be sure. And then you get covered in um, in this stuff and left. You know, ten or twenty minutes, and then they come and hose you all down and wash you off. So yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, the same as me, Phil. If I go somewhere, and that's why coming to see Pete is great because um, there's always a sauna going on. You know, where the, you know, and when I got here the other day, um, they found a load of free wood on on um, Facebook Facebook Marketplace. Someone was wanting to get rid of all this wood, so one of Pete's lads that lives here. He took the van and went down and filled the van up with two massive loads of wood. So our morning was unloading the van, sawing wood up and stacking it. So that was quite cool. So it's a it's a wood fired sauna then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Pete's is a wood fired sauna. So it's yeah. It's really cool. That's so cool. Really hot actually, but yeah, really cool. <laughs> so I've met someone, Phil. Okay. Yeah that actually runs an organization in London and David Icke talks on their platform. Oh, okay. So he said the next time they're doing an event and, and Icke goes, 
on, he's going to one-to-one him and see if David will come on our show. Wow. <laughs> to talk about evolution transformation. So what, what platform is this, you know? Um, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. It's, it's, should we say it's, um, it's a live, it's a live group community tribe that gathers. Okay. You've probably seen it on the news. All right, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Um, so that would be quite cool, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. So, um, yeah, let's see. But you know, I only really want him on if he's gonna, if he's going to talk about either his transformation or people's transformation, so we can actually give people. You, cause, you know, that's what we're all about, right? Right. Like the best we can at getting tools, mm-hmm. at sharing, at sharing tools. So. <clears throat> You know, hot and cold therapy, actually. Let's talk about that a little bit, Phil, with um, yeah. what you can do with just with just with a shower, really, mm-hmm. is, um, you know, when you're having your normal shower, turn it up hot, turn it down cold. Even, even if you did five seconds hot and five seconds cold to start with, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, it's really useful to get the lymphatic moving to help the skin heal and get the skin breathing properly. Uh, it's good for blood circulation. If you do it on the head, of course, it's really great for brain memory. Um, it's good for injuries, Phil, as well, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, ideally you want to finish on cold so the body warms up naturally itself. So, but yeah, I mean, even if it's just even if somebody's just like say just doing starting off with five seconds, you re- you actually surprisingly work up your tolerance really fast. Yeah, the body just gets used to it. It's like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing today, even though when um, when I was down with Pete in the sauna and he went in, in the ice, he said, you coming in the ice bath? And I'm like, no, I'm not going in. And he's like, well, I said, mate, I feel a bit vulnerable. So I was feeling, you know, I, I had a little bit of heart palpitations and my head was, I was feeling a little bit lightheaded. So I, so I went in the cold shower and you know, showered off in the cold and then went back in the sauna and then went back out to have a, another cold shower. And he's like, now? And I was like, actually, yep, funnily enough. So that saunering and the cold shower stabilised me mm-hmm. enough to then go and take an ice bath. Right. And actually, it was the longest one I'd done. It was, it was, it, well, it wasn't long, but maybe like 15 seconds in the, in the ice bath. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then sat in the sauna again for, you know, just, just to warm up, cold shower, like you say. And then just dried off outside and, you know, got dressed. So right. re- refreshed. Well, it, just, yeah. it, just, it also disentangles you from spiritual and emotional stuff, not just the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a total reset. Yeah, when I was in Michigan the previous week, the first, I was jumping in the, the, the lake every day. But the first time it was like I jumped in, it was like I was out right away. But by day 10 or whatever it was, I was actually swimming in there and I was in there for like 20, 30 minutes and it was cold. I was shivering afterwards, but my body built up tolerance. Like the body can handle it, you know, but it's like you just gradually work up to it and the body's really amazing at adapting. Well, how many days did that take you, Phil? I think it was like 10 days or something. 
Wow. Each cool. day I would swim a little bit more, but by the end it was just like, I swam and I got out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get back in. Like, it was like, I'm going to want to get back in and do this again because it felt so good. I've just, I've just got a visitor, Phil. Oh, no, I heard it. Yeah, the trip, there's a, I'm in Pete's room and the trip's just, it's just tripped out. So he's just come in to um, flick it back on again. All right. So um, Pete and I met a very interesting woman, Phil, um, regarding healing and her and her own personal journey. Blew us away. So I've asked her if she wants to come on the show. So when she's back home and settled, mm-hmm. um, she said, yeah, she would come on. It's, I mean, it's an incredible an incredible journey. She's, she's had to teach herself to talk, walk, move her arms. You know, they, they said her left hand would never move again. They said she'd never walk again. Um, anyway, I won't, I won't talk about it too much because it would be, it, it, it'll okay. be, um, um, it will kind of take the impact away from the story when it comes. Um, All right. So yeah, that, she's going to be a really interesting person to, um, to talk about spirit and God connection. Yeah, for, so we talked about the cold therapy for a while. I think I think I did about five weeks of the Wim Hof program, which was like, you know, the cold showers and ice baths every day and then the breathing, and it, it did feel really good. So, And really the concept is we have become so domesticated and we, we, have, we don't have very good adapt, adaptation to different, you know, environments. We're so used to like our house is set at a set temperature all the time. And our body is not able to adapt to different conditions, whereas you know we we're more we're stronger. It's like the adaptability of being able to handle when it's hot and when it's cold, the body to self-regulate. Whereas if we we live in these isolated, sterile environments, we don't give our body you know we don't give our body the opportunity to to adapt. So it becomes kind of it becomes weak. And that's part part of what's happening, you know. And with with we're in our comfort zone all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So so we've lost our ability to, to adapt. Yeah, that's really interesting, Phil. You know that. You know it also makes sense because we're the only animals on the planet that wear clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and Wim Hof has really shown us the possibilities in in. Um, in the adaptability of the human body, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you're, you know, you're right. We're, we're on, on a level, we're very comfortable in our uncomfortableness. And for most people nowadays, they, they've grown up with electric lights, central heating, telephones, mobile phones, computers, <clears throat> um, have, you know, having the heating on whenever they want, having a, having a heater in every room, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just lost that. I mean, you're right. They've lost that connection with self, with with nature, with environment, um, and comfort. You know, comfort. You could call comfort convenience. It's kind of the same thing, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, all this convenience shopping. That's what's killing us, guys. Right. It's the convenience of just turning on the heating. The convenience of turning the light on. The convenience of of having um takeaway food the convenience of having tv dinners microwave food and all that crap and i think i said to you before i was on a, i was on a show of a friend of mine a few weeks ago and he, he was talking about convenience and i said the thing is convenience will kill you 
and that's what we've got to remember you know this the the adversity actually adversity obviously if it's extreme will do the same thing but but if we if we're working with with adversity you know one, one of the things i always look back at and 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 talk about with with people is tough times because actually it's like god do you remember that and it's really character building where the thing I found with comfortable, easy times is it doesn't seem to be character building. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everything that's hard is good either, but I'm just saying it seems to be when it's uncomfortable, that's when actually we start to to um, to build our character. We you know we build the ability to deal with things. Yeah, it's like I mean, there are people like after the war, then people got get together in community and grew their own food and like it was you had to work for it but it was it was community building and gathering and it's like they talk about stress we need some level of stress and it's like when you want to build muscle if you don't do any exercise then you're not going to build any muscle but you need to stress the body a little bit to grow muscle and it's like we need to stress the body a little bit to be strong and to be healthy yeah let's so now you now you've tapped on that phil about stress Let's talk about the different sorts of stress because you know at, at the moment in um, in the media, mainstream media, it's very much that that all stress is bad. Any stress is bad. All and any stress creates disease in the body. So what you've just said there at this moment in time is really interesting for people. So with what I was doing with the really hot sauna the cold showers and the ice bath, that's causing stress, right? Right. So, so what we're saying is that, that level of stress is really important. Yeah, because you, you're giving your body, your body's going to come back into balance. It's, it's a, a different than like uh, chronic stress that's happening all the time, like this underlying stress. You're in a, a job that you don't like, you're in a relationship that is, you know, stressful and, or you're in an environment that's toxic and those, that's a level of stress that's constantly bearing you down and like the body's constantly in fight flight, which is different than you do something like, okay, you do some sort of cold therapy, which is like a stress that's creating a rush in the body and a movement of fluids, or you're going for doing some exercise, you go out for a run or a hike or you chopping wood like you were doing it's like that's a type of stress that enlivens the body rather than like this chronic underlying stress of modern society that depletes the body <coughs> yeah so how would we how would we um how can we talk about that so we can differentiate like so so what we're saying then and correct me or you know correct me if not is we've got like a good stress so there's a good stress and a bad stress. Mm -hmm. So lifting weights, going to the gym, and, and I guess depending on the environment there, I mean, if you're in a toxic environment, then that's going to create, you know, if you're going to a, a gym where, where there's lots of toxic smells and fragrances and all that stuff, then that's going to create a different sort of stress. So actually, you know, what we're talking about, I suppose, is, oh, excuse me, being out in nature. Well, there's a level to that. To the to just go to the weightlifting for a second, there's a level to that. You can actually fry the body. So, top like top Olympic athletes 
they kind of push their body a little bit far. So there's a lot of free radicals in their body. They have to work hard just keeping balance. So there's a level where you're really pushing that body and it's potential you're on that line where it could break down. So that's not so healthy either. It's that there's that line, that healthy line. You go and do cold therapy and you stay in the ice bath for three hours and you're going to get frostbite. You know, it's like you're going to lose your toes, which I know some people have done with the Wim Hof. I'm in this Wim Hof group and people have like, yeah, I stayed in for an hour and my toes went blue. And it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's too much. You know, you're not, we're not trying to kill ourselves. We're not trying to hold our breath for 20 minutes. Like, it's like, we're just, it's, it's just a little bit of stress. And then we come back into balance. You know, it's, it's, just learning like when that where that level is so that's kind of what we're so so we're talking about healthy stress being a very fine line then aren't we i think so and and of course then that becomes very personal doesn't it right Mm -hmm. so you know like for instance with pete and myself when he's in this when he's in the the freezer he can do um i think as long as it's 14 minutes and mine's probably 14 seconds. <laughs> Whereas for me, I imagine if I was in there for 14 minutes, well, I don't know, I've never done that length of time, but so I'm just, I'm dealing with what I can deal with. Right. So, so at that level, I'm keeping it a healthy stress and it's definitely getting longer. So, you know, we're talking about, I suppose people that do, that run marathons, I mean, that's getting towards the edge of an unhealthy stress, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we know that marathons are not a healthy thing to do necessarily. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they fry the body and it takes time to recover from that. There's a lot of free radicals and a lot of chemicals that are created when you push the body that hard. So, and, and for maybe the, like the certain people will adapt to that depending on their training and, and if they're eating good diet, like what's that, was that that book born to run, which talked about those, those, uh, communities that would just do all that running and then we live on the chia seed and stuff like that but their body's adapted to that whereas somebody in the west who comes from this comfort zone and pushes their body using adrenaline and force to get through that at all odds that's not going to be healthy either just because you can do it you're just going to push yourself to do it and end up burning yourself out so it's like it's fine. It's listening to your body of where you're at right now and what you can handle. So, and you see that in people doing Wim Hof. It's like, I'm going to do the Wim Hof and I'm going to stay in this cold water. And then you're like, it's too much, you know? So, so Phil, just going back there, what I, what I heard you say then was there's a community that run miles and miles and miles and they live on chia seeds. Well, they eat a lot of chia seeds. It's, I think it was in the book Born to Run. I have it somewhere up on my shelf. <laughs> oh, Wow. They were the ones that popularized chia seeds, apparently. So, because they're just they're really great for endurance. So, because it's oh, a, so, slow, a slow release of the fats. So. so, do you know how they would prepare those chia seeds then, Phil? I think they would just soak them and make the gel. You know, the chia gel. Wow! And then, have you got any idea how much of that chia they then consumed? I'm not sure. I will. Have to, I'll check it up and find out. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, just. I just, I heard that. That's what stuck out. It's like. Well, they're running miles on chia seeds, so... Yeah. Okay. So but the other thing that's different is they, they know how to breathe properly. They know how to run. Whereas, like, you'll see people running and they're just, like... You see their body all contracted and their feet are hitting the ground really hard. And, like, they're breathing heavily through their mouth. It's, like, that's actually putting more stress on the body. Like, when we 
learn to breathe properly through our, through our nose and we learn to relax the body and come into a different state, we can handle more. But it's like we see people just really riling to push really hard and they haven't learned how to walk even, you know, let alone run for miles and miles. Wow, okay. Interesting. So, yeah, so, you know, it seems like this is a bit of a, of a of a talk on stress really it's come to because that's you know that it's really interesting how you can how you can choose to put stress on your body for health benefits and then other stress stressors become ill health they become unhealthy they make us sick and diseased so yeah and um so if somebody's living a lifestyle and they've got this a lot of underlying stress so they're drinking coffee every day or taking stimulants or taking drugs, all these things are stressing the body or they're in a job they don't like or they're living in a polluted environment, that person's going to need some nurturing rather than more stress. So that person's probably not going to be good for them to just jump in and do cold therapy tomorrow. They need to go, okay, I need to nourish my body. I need to probably take warm baths and put essential oils in there and, and Epsom salts and like and get a lot more rest and go out go for a gentle walk in nature for them to do cold therapy probably not the best thing and when i was going through some stress i had a therapist told me that he's like right now you you've got a lot of emotional stress you should do you should be doing warm baths you should stay warm you should relax and rest and that that was what i was needed at that time so it, it just depends where you're at cool yeah so so let's go to Epsom salt baths then. Epsom salts are brilliant. They're a form of magnesium and they also carry sulfur. So it's a really great way of getting magnesium into the body and sulfur into the body. But it also, the, one of the differences is it pulls toxins out of the body, especially like the wrists, elbows, shoulders uh, and, and the lower back. So, you know, if you're going to have an Epsom salt bath, one of the things I've learned is you have enough of it so you can cover your body up to your neck and um, and you want um, uh, somewhere between one and two pounds of magnesium of uh, Epsom salts in the bath. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, oh, I had an Epsom salt bath. And I say, how much did you put in? Oh, a handful. <laughs> you know, it's nice, but it's not. And if you, if you want if you want therapy work and you want to work really deeply, then you're looking at like two kilos four pounds how long, how long do you stay in there for then 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes of a of a, a warm to hot bath so it opens up your pores relaxes all your muscles and lets the mag- magnesium magnesium get in so an ideal time to do it is just before bed so you run a bath you know almost as hot as you can stand it put half a kilo which is a pound of epsom salts up to maybe two kilos or four pounds of epsom salts up to and then stay in there for 20 minutes half an hour you could do longer but 20 minutes half an hour so you stay fairly warm and then get out and wrap yourself in a warm towel and then go to bed mm-hmm. that's kind of the ideal way because then you can just stay in that relaxed state and sleep through it so what, what about what essential oils would you put in there then phil well, if you want to relax, just uh, just some lavender is always good. Chamomile. 
You put some chamomile in, yep, lavender, chamomile, rose, just things that are relaxing and calming. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. So, you know, that's that's one way of, of building up your reserves, you know, your magnesium reserves, your sulfur reserves, getting a bit of detoxing in, and then sleeping. You know, sleeping's, sleeping's is, I think, in, in the West especially, sleeping is a really underrated form of therapy right especially one of the other things i've learned doing my journey and my gran always used to tell me that every hour before midnight is worth two after wow and also then you know we've, we've learned now that you need to be in a deep cycle by one o'clock because in chinese medicine one till three is your liver time and if you're not in that deep sleep cycle then your liver doesn't rejuvenate mm-hmm so, you know, if, if we're looking at sleep as therapy, to, you know, if you're dealing with st- stress, sleep as therapy is, is, is great, you know, and, and look at look at being in bed for nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, nine, nine, some people say eight o'clock, but I think in England it's a bit hard. But, you know, do aim to be in bed at nine, maybe read your favourite book, read something relaxing for kind of 15, half an, 15 minutes, half an hour. You know, and then half past nine, you're turning your light off and you're getting sleep. And then, you know, five, six, seven o'clock, you can, you, you're ready to get up. But that is definitely true. The hours before midnight are worth, they're just worth so many more than after midnight. So let's talk about sleep hygiene a little bit. So when we're in our room, we want to be watching TV, right? And on our phone and really stress bright lights, right? That's good, right? No, Phil, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what's he chatting about now? And then I realised, oh, okay, you set me up now. <laughs> so I'm going to stick that back onto you now. Sleep hygiene, Phil. Come on, you just set me up now. So you're getting set up now. Um, what? So we talk. We talked about going to sleep. Um, so yeah, actually, you know, the bedroom, the bed, and sleep hygiene is a very recent thing. I've just come across actually, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so, what are you saying then? No bright lights. No, well, I mean, you could do red light if you want. Oh wow, red light. A little bit of red light, but you really want to be avoiding a lot of blue light. Ideally, you don't want to have you know uh, devices in there, so no uh, cell phones or anything like that. Um, no TVs. You want your room as dark as you can do, where you can, you know, see. Susan likes a little bit of light, so we have a little salt lamp, which puts out, you know, more of a, an amber glow than a, than a blue light, so she can see to go to the bathroom. Um, you know, close your close your blinds or your curtains, so you minimize that amount of light coming in. Um, but then there's, there's many levels to it. It's like looking at the bed too. We want we talked about last week a little bit, and I think we did uh, about not ha- having a latex mattress rather than springs in the mattress. So yeah. spring, springs will create an electrical field in the body. Um, we want to, if we can, we turn off the electric into the bedroom. We have our bed away from the wall, so it's not like on the wall where there's maybe cables in the wall. That's kind of something we do. So. Wow. So how far away do you pull your bed from the wall, Phil? Um, like, see, is it... Was it in meters? I don't know in meters. Maybe two, three. Just do it, just do it, just do it in inches, and I'll convert it. 
Well, about three feet or something. Oh, so still about a meter then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like doing I like doing feet, but because of building, I've I've learned to convert it into meters. So yeah. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, 30, it's thirty-nine inches, but about about a meter. Right. Wow. I don't know. I mean, this is something we've intuitively done, but I don't. I've never really read that anywhere. But it's just like, oh, we should, because I can't. I can't really isolate the bedroom because it's connected to the fridge. So I'm just like, all right, well, we just need to move this away. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's an amazing thing to do, Phil. Actually, too, if you if you've got the space, you know, a meter's a real three feet is a really good distance to be away from a from a electric source. Right. Lots of people, especially in England, with little houses, they just haven't got the privilege to be able to right. pull their bed. You know, we, we were talking about it actually last week, weren't we, in Geomancy? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, lots of people haven't got the ability to, to have their bed facing east or west. You know, they, right. they have to have their bed where it, it has to go in a bedroom. So, um, so if you can't turn off your electric and you can't pull your bed away from the wall, um, minimize, turn off as much electric as you can in your room. So, you know, if you've got a socket near your bed, don't actually have your um, alarm clock or your lamp plugged into it. Make sure that that's all plugged in away from your bed so that, you know, I, I know there's electric going through it, but it isn't the same as a cable drawing electric through. Exactly. Um, and what about plants, Phil? Do you, do you do plants in your room? It's kind of not really, it's kind of dry here. So I would recommend plants if you can. Yeah, I had a, I had a lovely money plant. <laughs> Quite a sad story, actually. I had a lovely money plant that, that Kay had given me and, and it was um, in my bedroom window. And when it was really hot, I had the window open and the curtains drawn. And I got up in the morning and I opened my curtains and the plant was gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I looked out my window and this plant was like laying, you know, like, like this on the, <laughs> path, on the path outside. And I was like, oh, no. So it had fallen from the first floor window. It committed suicide, yeah. that plant. <laughs> I know. But anyway, I picked it up and I gave it some, some, um, some rescue remedy <laughs> and took it back in the house and and gave it a bit of soil and loved it a bit and watered it. And it's doing really well. Oh, it came back. Okay, good. So you didn't kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it didn't kill it. And then I took some cuttings and I said, so there's been some cuttings. Well, I didn't take cuttings. I like used the broken off bits. So, Phil, that's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You get a broken off bit of plant. For people that don't know this, right, this is amazing adapt. We were talking about adaptability of stress, right? So this plant... Beautiful money plant. It's got all these leaves growing, right? They snap off. I stick them in water. So when the cells of that plant are in the open air, Mm -hmm. that's the environment to create leaves, right? Mm -hmm. You get that same bit of plant and stick it in water and it grows roots. Wow. So that's the adapt. That's about the cells will change appropriately to the environment mm-hmm. isn't that i know a lot of people know that and it isn't and it isn't amazing but for people that don't know that i think it's amazing you put plant that's an aerial part of the plant into water and roots grow on that very same piece of plant that was growing leaves you know i think these simple things like that that are amazing like 
we need to we need to recognize them more. Like, oh my God, look, the the sun is like in the sky right now, and I'm feeling its rays up on my face. Oh, it's raining. That's a miracle. Like, it's just the simple things. Like, we've forgotten. We've forgotten those simple, amazing things that are happening all around us all the time. You know, I'm breathing right now. Whoa, it's so cool. <laughs> oh, I can feel my heart beating in my chest. You no, know, that takes me back. That takes me back to Bruce Lipton's work where, where about, it's all, so we're talking about sleep hygiene, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all about the environment. So if you take a, you look at a blackberry plant, I don't know if you have those in America or not. Um, mm -hmm. uh, bramble, in England they're brambles, blackberry, blackberry plants, right? When, when the leader comes up out of the blackberry in the air, when, when, the, when the environment is air, that plant will produce leaves and blackberries. Mm -hmm. When you bring that leader down, and as soon as that leader of the blackberry touches the ground, it grows roots because the environment's changed. Wow. That's pretty rad. Isn't that fascinating? Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, to some people, to some people, of course it does, but that's just, we're, we're talking about how you change the environment. So you can change your bedroom environment from sickness to healthness. Mm -hmm. Right, from sickness to healthness, from sickness to well-being, by changing the environment. The I like health. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a fillerism, Phil. <laughs> we can have that on this show, fillerism. Yeah, we do fillerism. <laughs> so, the other thing is, right? If you've got a small bedroom, or you know, you like. You're living with your parents. You're sharing a house, and you've just got a, you've just got a room with, with with your stuff in. So there's there's great plants actually. There's great plants. My sister was talking about a lily. I can't remember what what one it was, and it soaks up computer radiation. Mm. And then you've got others that soak up the um, the pollutants from your mattress, your bedding, your carpets, the plastic on your computers. And all that, you know, there's plants that actually soak up mm -hmm. those toxic fumes and give you out oxygen. I mean, yeah. it's just. There was a book I read 20 years ago. It just talked specifically on, like, it was like the top 10 house plants for a healthy home or something. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. So, so you know, guys, if you're there, just go and um, type into Google top house plants for clean air. You know, in that way, you can you can negate, navigate some of the problems that we're talking about. You know, you get a plant in your room. So I have a spider plant, um, and I can't remember what it does. And I've got a money plant. Apart from attracting abundance, I can't remember what it does. Um, and then I've got this lily that, that my sister's given me that I'm going to get in there as well. So, you know, there's a, a lot of us can't do things. We can't do the things that we're talking about. We can't move the bed off the wall. We can't turn the electric off. You know, there's lots of things we can do and lots of things we can't do. So, you know, Phil was sharing kind of the really great things to do. <clears throat> and if you can't do those, let's learn not to see a problem, but to see an opportunity for a solution. So I'm going to say that again. Let's retrain our brains. Actually, this takes me on to, to a talk I was listening to the other day it was, that was fascinating, where humans are wired to find problems. So what we've got to do is practice finding solutions. We've got to change that mindset 
to being problem solvers. So the bedroom, right? You've got to have your computer in it. There's nothing you can do about it. Okay, so let's buy a plant that soaks up computer radiation. You've got normal carpets and a normal mattress. Okay, that's fine. Let's get a plant that, that absorbs air, air pollution, right? Um, so remember, sleeping with your bedroom window open, that's really important. You know, unless it gets so cold, you can't. But, you know, until it gets that cold, or even if your window's open a crack, you know, put a t-shirt on or something if you need to. Put an extra blanket on the bed or a, or a thicker duvet or whatever you need to do. But air in your sleeping environment is really, really important. What, what do you want to add to sleeping, Phil? Well, I was going to say, so, I mean, I love that. Like, the your point about, like, the what um, I call solutions focus is critical. We're in this world today, again, where it's like, it's that comfort zone. All these thoughts and ideas are given to us when we're actually these incredible creative beings. And as we tap in and enhance our body, we can come up with some incredible solutions to live healthy and to live well and to create, you know, to create a better world for ourselves and for our family. Um, so yeah, solutions focus and creativity is, is critical. Um, creative thinking, critical thinking. Yeah, just expanding consciousness. Um, but what I was going to say about the bedroom is, yeah, get creative. So what could you do? Um, you could bring crystals into the room. So fill your room with crystals. Or even if you don't can't afford crystals, bring some rocks. <laughs> bring some darn rocks in from outside. So you got like stones that you found on the trail. It's, it's sacred to you. Maybe have a little uh, a little altar or something where you maybe say a prayer before you go to bed. These are things I want to do now. So just creative ideas yeah, and to create a sacred space because that is creating a field. And that field, we can protect ourselves in just that field. I mean, I'm living in an apartment complex and I'm hit by Wi-Fi, so I can't turn off the Wi-Fi because it's all over, you know, it's like, um, and even like, I, I don't even have Wi-Fi, but I'm connected to Wi-Fi because our local provider somehow provides Wi-Fi to us. I don't even know where it is. So it's everywhere. So it's like, all right, well, this is what I got. This is where I'm living right now. So we just got to do everything we can to live in harmony. I, I wear different necklaces and things like that. But yeah, like, can we do it creatively if you don't have the resources to do that? And yeah, bringing a plant into the house, uh, bringing some rocks, some crystals, create a little altar with your favorite little crystals, do a prayer before your bed. But create an energetic field um, around your body and around your family, and that—that's powerful, you know. And you can just do it to set that intention. Yeah, I love that story yeah. from last week where the civil engineer put crystals in the in the tunnel and just did a prayer. And it's like he didn't know what he was doing. He's just like, I'm just going to tune in. And I'm going to do a little prayer, and like he he fixed the energy with that. He didn't have training or anything like that he was just a human being being creative so yeah yeah that's great memory phil you know and, and like uh like you were saying with susan a salt lamp salt lamps are great to to have you know even they're even though they're an, they're an electric source at least they do a, you know they go part way to negate their own um electricity I, that, they're, that they're taking to use them um yeah, make your window dark. It's, it's putting off uh, some negative ions, which is really healthy. And modern buildings and air conditioning things, 
and the shapes of buildings, they create a lot of positive ions, which are not so healthy. So in natural environments, woodlands, you know, high elevations, there's a lot of positive uh, negative ions, which are said to be health enhancing. When we put our feet on the earth, we're creating this electrical charge. We're pulling in negative ions into our body. So we also sleep ground and we have a grounded sheet on the bed, which helps to connect us to ground. So that again, dent these positive ions from EMFs, from, from, you know, from air conditioning units, from um, unnatural environments, and it helps to kind of dissipate some of those extra, extra fields. So, oh, somebody wants to come in. Yeah, I've just, I hope you have just let Annie in. I let her in. She's in. <laughs> Are you saying hi? <laughs> I was just going to uh, check the settings on there. Yep, no, that's cool. Yep, I'll say hello to Annie. She's she's part of my tribe here in England. So yeah, so I'll, just. I'll Yep, go ahead. I met Annie from doing from doing the fire circles. She used to come when I was running the fire circles, the spiritual spiritual development groups. Annie used to come and hang out with us. Cool. Good. So I think we've got somewhat of a healthier sleep environment there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's you know so. So another way to um, to deal with stress is get out in nature. You know, mm -hmm. Phil's always talking about it. Get out in the woods, get out in the fields, go for a walk. And when you're out in nature, get off your phone, you know, leave your phone in your pocket, leave your phone in the car, leave your phone at home. Um, you know, if you're out in nature and you can, put your phone on flight mode, you know, just do something so you can actually connect more with nature than you are, you know, maybe do part of your walk with barefoot. You know, I know Phil always loves to jump in a stream. If he sees a stream, he's in it. You can't keep him out. <laughs> so uh, a thing that Susan and I just started uh, a few weeks ago is we're having uh, a tech-free 24 hours. So from we're doing it on Shabbat, so, uh, which is the, you know, uh, the Essene tradition. But from <laughs> Friday night to Saturday night, no tech, no phones, not allowed on the internet. No TV, nothing. So it's just all no. like, we can read books, we can talk to each other, we can make food. But we've set that and we're doing it and it's actually really cool. It's like, this is simple once a week thing. Think of something you're like, oh, I'm going to look that up online. And you're like, oh, like we're not going to do that today because we're not doing tech. We're dependent on technology. <laughs> Check that out. You, you froze a little bit there, Phil. You still yeah, I'm still, yeah, you're frozen as well. Not sure why. Yeah, you're frozen, you're frozen. Though. Are you back yet, Phil? No, I hear you. It says my internet is unstable. I hear you too. Oh, a bit like the rest of us then. We're being tracked. Are we? I <laughs>
Yep, you're definitely frozen, Phil. I see. Hang on. You've been in the cold bath, haven't you? Yay! What'd you do? I just turned my video off and turned it back on. Oh, well, it's worth knowing, isn't it? Well, I don't think that was it. I, I forgot think what I was saying. The internet was down a little bit, so, yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway, that was that, so. <clears throat> it's about the tech-free 24 hours, and then the tech went down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that was like perfect timing so so what i said is if you think of something whereas you normally go and go oh yeah i'll check that out so i spend ages doing that checking that out do you um just write it down or do you just let it go both it depends like how critical it is but yeah sometimes i write it down and we'll check it out later the other day i was like i thought of something and i grabbed a book off my shelf and i was looking through the index it was like old school like oh, oh wow. <laughs> I thought that was funny, and I was looking up something related to flax. I'm like, I wonder if there's flax because I was I was like, how do I make flax tea? And I'm like, oh maybe one of my books on my shelf has flax tea in it. So <laughs> I got a lot of books. You probably see my books. My books. Yep, that kind of looks like my bookshelves at home. Yeah, need lots more books. You what? You need lots more books. Always need more books. I ordered the book, the uh, is it Virus Mania? That should be coming soon. Should be fun. Oh wow! It's just about all these different pandemic scares and how it's just all BS. So <laughs> that'll be fun to read. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very interesting, mate. Very interesting. So finally, I'm doing this kidney detox. We started today, so it's Dr. Schultz kidney detox. So oh, wow. you drink a lot of liquid. I think I need to pee actually. Now I'm talking about it. So start off, you make this tea. So you soak these herbs overnight, which is juniper, herba ursi, parsley root, goldenrod, hydrangea root, gravel root, orange peel, peppermint leaf, corn silk, horsetail herb, and marshmallow. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite a standard kidney formula, isn't it? Yeah, so you basically make this tea, and we have to drink this tea like three times a day. So two, four, six cups of this tea a day. And then, wow. you, then so you do that, and then he wants you to start the day with like eight ounces of water, and then follow it with this other thing called the kidney gallbladder, which, which is kind of like the... Uh, it's a little bit like the, the that maple syrup drink. So you put a little bit of maple syrup in, and then these herbs, which is juniper, herba ursi, parsley root, burdock root, corn silk, oxtail. So similar things, but a liquid form. And you do that in like eight ounces of sixteen ounces of water um, with with cayenne. So you got this 250,000 heat unit cayenne, and you put twenty drops of that in, and then you wow. down. Yeah. So you down that. It's actually really nice. <laughs> and then he has you do another eight ounces of liquid or another liquid with this really intense detox stuff. Chaparral. Oh, it's got chaparral resin in. Wow, that's strong stuff. Fresh, that's what grows here. Chaparral, fresh garlic, golden seal, burdock, yellow dock, poke root, red clover blossom, Oregon grape root, lobelia, 
and some habanero pepper. So you take a little what shot. That for? What's that? This is just detox. So these are all just different herbs that he's got as part of his kidney. It's a five-day kidney detox. Oh, wow. And then he said that there were different levels. Obviously, I'm already doing raw food, so I'll probably move into juicing for most of this. I'll just drink juice this week, I think. So we'll see how it goes. Just kind of, I was just like, it's time to do it. And I was like, it's been sat on my shelf for like two months. And it's just like, it's time to do this cleanse. Wow. <laughs> it must be a change of season or something, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, it, it, here it's a change of season. You're going. Yeah, well, you're coming to winter as well, aren't you? Yeah, it's fine. Well, it's finally turning. Like when I came back from my little trip, it finally started getting cool. So before I left, it was still like really, really hot. But now in the morning and night, it's finally cool. It's actually nice. So there is. Yeah, maybe that's it. My body's like, it's a change of season. You need to detox. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll go into that on a video, won't we? We'll go into detox. Always. <laughs> My favourite topic. <laughs> the only topic, really. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, actually saying we're going to detox, I think we've probably talked about a lot of detox on our show, haven't we? Always. But there's always, there's always someone else to talk about. Like today, we're talking about detox a lot. We're talking about uh, saunas and, 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 and actually a healthy sleep environment. You will detox healthier. If we're stressed at night and we're not sleeping properly, the body will not release and, and detox the different cycles if we're not grounded at night our body's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna detox properly so so, so i've been sleeping in my van for the last uh nearly a week and um when the door shuts in there there's zero windows you can't see to the cab it's just a black box <laughs> um there's no electric in it of course there's nothing in it just me and just me in a temporary bed um, and I sleep really peacefully. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. That's good. I don't know which way. I never, never thought to check which way my van was facing. That's probably, probably important. Probably I've not got a lot of choice though because I'm parked on a on a track. So um, and the track's one by, one van wide. So that you know I'm kind of where I'm at, and that's that really. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I'll have to look into that. So what do you reckon, Phil? Do you reckon we're done for the night? I, I think so. They, I, they, <clears throat> I gotta say, I wanna, um, I've been watching Ronnie Landis. He's doing this thing called a dopamine detox. Which oh, I, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I don't really know what he's doing, but it makes sense. Like, we're, we're in these lives that are a lot of artificial dopamines. I'm going to see if he wants to be on our show and maybe promote yeah, his yeah. new we class he's doing, so... We talked about having Ronnie Landers on the show before, didn't we? Yeah, that would be really yeah. interesting. So I, th I think that would be a... And he probably wants to promote his, his course that he's doing or whatever, and maybe he can talk about it a little bit, so... Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for... You know, it's it's, it's all for sharing information, and, it, you know, if, if people want to get a bit of exposure... Yep. Um, that's great, isn't it? You know, I'm all for... You know, because if we help him, we help everybody else, so... Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. Phil, that's been a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for everyone who's been watching. It's been really, well, again, there's always a challenge before, just before coming on the show, something happens, something's going on. There's stuff coming up, you know, whatever. There's always a challenge. And, it, you know, yep. the important thing, why we keep doing the shows, well, not why, but partly why we keep doing the shows, it's about showing up. Mm -hmm. 
we don't always want to show up. We don't always, we're not always feeling like it. You know, some shows we might have a bit of ego, some shows we won't. And, you know, it's, it's what it is. When the camera goes on, we do the best we can. Yep. That was a good show. I love that show today. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. For, thanks, everyone, for watching. And check us out, philandphil.com. Send us a couple of pounds or a couple of dollars to pay yeah, for the website, and we'll, we'll love you. <laughs> Yeah, go check out our um, our website, thefillandfill.com, and on there is a donate button. You know, please, guys, if you feel if you feel you've gained something from the show, two things: pass it on. If you feel like if you feel to donate to us, so we can pay for the upkeep because we do this off of our own backs because we love it, we love each other, and we love you all. Yep. And this was I'm Phil, and I'm Phil, and you've been watching the Phil and Phil Show. So thanks everybody. Oh, hang on. Let's see. Let's take it. Stop the stream.